everyone. Welcome to another episode of Casual Master Quests. My name is Glenn. I'm here hosting, hopefully not sucking at it, but I'm always, as always, joined by my two favorite people in the world, at least in the video game world. I'll say that. Tyler? Hi, I'm Tyler the Tiger. <laughs> and Nick. Hi, that's me. How's it, how's it going? Yeah, uh, how's, how's everyone's week been? Are we going to talk a little bit about real life awesomeness and suckiness and all that jazz? I would like to say that, Glenn, I think you should think more highly about yourself. <laughs> you are an excellent podcast host. Thank you. I, I know that sounded that like modulated, like you are a good host. Hey. It sounded, <laughs> sounded very <laughs> passive aggressive. <laughs> no, I? I mean, I, I appreciate that. No, it sounded like insu- it was ensuring me that I'm doing a good job, which is just what I need right now. So thank you. Like you're, you're, you're in the mine cart. It's just, you got to make sure you go forward. It's on the rails, obviously. So yep. uh, break when I need to, you know, just, just don't jump off. Yeah, be all right. I mean, so, uh, yeah. last time you were a host, uh, I think you lasted 30 seconds and then you're like, it was, I'm out. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> pass the baton. Bye. Yeah. Well, no, now I, you're a little bit more comfortable and you have an idea of how we do things. And yeah, yeah we think absolutely. Yeah, fine. It's like it's like dungeon mastering, but like for not the people that are right here. It's for the people that are going to hear it in the future and or listening right. or, and or watching right yeah. now. It's different yeah. Yeah, mm. for sure. So like the first thing we usually do is just kind of detox about the week. So how's everyone feeling? Do you have anything? Why don't we start with you, Tyler? See if there's anything really cool that you had going on this week or noteworthy that you'd want to share with everyone. Heck yeah. Uh, I have been drinking a lot of water, so I've been detoxing. Uh, Got to make sure I pass them tests. Uh, for the record, if my employer is hearing me, I do not consume or you know take any illegal substances. <laughs> Anyways. It's a joke. Uh, <laughs> Actively. Uh, technically, I'm not ingesting any illegal substances, but by the state of Michigan, maybe that's the case now. I'm not sure anymore, thanks to the uh, the vape ban that's going on. Uh, so the good news is there is uh, a fair amount of leeway for certain things with uh, in Michigan specifically, as well as loopholes that some of the local businesses have been able to exploit or otherwise use. Uh, the biggest thing is they can sell a product that doesn't have nicotine in it and still be flavored. Uh, hmm. Why that is it still kind of doesn't make sense, but sure. Uh, and you know, it, it, there's hope for the future with some of the stores. However, uh, I'm going to say over half of, well, you know, I would like the, the four or five stores that have uh, vape products here as like the majority of their product. Half of them are gone, including the store I've swore my loyalty to all these years. It was just kind of like it shook me just driving in one day before work and uh, suddenly seeing that the store I go to you know, every couple of weeks for all this time is empty. It's mm-hmm. gone. The, you know, the people uh, I got to talk to that, you know, we, we shared passion and whatnot. I never really you know, knew them out of the personal life and suddenly they're gone and it, it like it gave like a weird realism look seeing empty windows with signs saying how to fight the ban and all that stuff and uh it, it was a hell of a shock I'm, I'm not gonna lie but uh in the meantime i uh realized that i can't get the coils that i want to because all the other stores don't like they have like uh your your basic stuff your needs uh but since i decided to buy you know the exotic tank with the big ass coil and all that stuff uh i, I bought it from the one place i would have sold it and since they're gone i have to order my stuff online which sucks mm. but uh i finally got some coils in i'm stocked up in the meantime and been having some fun with no, that was just a waiting game now yeah, yeah now no, it's just coasting everything out because there's a bunch of stuff like uh your 
you're not allowed to have uh, some one person told me you're not allowed to have more than uh three bottles of vape juice on your person and then i heard somebody else say and i'll have to confirm this that you're not allowed to have uh more than three bottles of flavored vape juice you know in your vicinity like in your actual possession whether or not it's at your house or oh yeah which would bring up a lot of questions it's not like uh somebody's gonna you know do a, a drug raid and kick in and say where's the right. vape juice boy and it's like <laughs> i hope not uh you know maybe you know the well it's possible for things to change um because new york had the ban reversed uh yeah. pretty quick um and then it's been instated in washington and a few other states um and then there was a video i was watching or a news article that was shared around of a guy uh store owner given 48 hours to move all of his products and shut down his store like regardless of whether the ban is for good or right whatever you cannot give business owners such little time to uproot their lives yeah um, so there's that's a bunch a livelihood of yeah 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 so really yeah good. so there's a chance for things to change but it's all damage has already been done but you're doing okay there tyler like uh, despite all this for now yes i have my three bottles of vape juice that'll last me for the the next six months and uh I think I'm going to hold out, you know, for now. I, I've been following the law as best as I can to, you know, not make sure I don't cause any, you know, right. busting. But uh, mm. other than that, I uh, had my uh, first uh, guest appearance as a D&D player uh, come out on a uh, our brother podcast, uh, which we give a shout, to, uh, shout out to every time we uh, post uh, the podcast over in the uh, the show notes descriptions. And uh, so I got to pretend I was a uh, halfling wizard over with uh, the Death Saving Bro. And nice. that was interesting. For a, <laughs> uh, a group of uh, like love to cause like some chaos uh, group people, you know, half orcs. One's uh, you know a big tough beefy guy. The other one's also equally a tough beefy guy and like super tall folks. And then my waddling ass with like a eight in constitution or some shit. Like hey guys, and they immediately spear me. I'm like yeah, it's gonna be one of those. Yeah, they speared you like. Sp- Stabbed you with a spear? No, uh, they speared you as in they would launch themselves full body and shoulder check me. Which oh is god! Like uh, from a D and D perspective, to uh, successfully spear a halfling like that takes a level of agility. It's like the opposite of pole vaulting, where you you know you jump try to get as high <laughs> as possible. But you jump like, and you're skimming the ground. Like it, it was impressive how well they you did just it. Just jump with so much force, you're parallel to the ground as you fly through the air. Yeah, it's like imagine like the character like anime style hunching down, like getting ready to jump as high as they can. All of a sudden, like without any kind of frame transition, just turns parallel and shoots <laughs> forward. And yeah. they did that. And it, it's, you know, it's their way of showing affection. So I humored it. And oh, getting speared as a guest felt like, you know, I was like, I was part of the crew. And uh, <laughs> we got to uh, take on a creature I've never faced before. And uh, the episode that cultivates what that creature is isn't out yet. So, uh, you know, I don't want to reveal it just in case. You can't but. tell me That's what the, the creature is called? Tell me off. Yeah, tell me later. I'm excited to yeah. hear that. But obviously. No, it's okay. It, it was great. It was funny. It led to some uh, awkward moments. I uh, tasted blood on the ground like the guy from uh, Detroit Become Human, and uh, everybody freaked out. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's been a good week. It's been really busy because of work, and because of that, I haven't been able to play as much video games, but I'm here. I'm having a yeah, good time. But, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's been my good. week. Good. And uh, next, like, after you, Tyler, obviously, Nick, it seems like you've had a really busy week, like, at least very different, because your mom's in town and some other stuff's going on, yeah? Yeah, so uh, schoolwork's been up there. This week's been rough for that. 
that, but uh, I don't want to go into details of that yet. I I just have to deal with it. My mom's in town. Um, for those uh, listening, as a reminder, this podcast comes out, this episode comes out on a Monday uh, and we're recording on a Saturday. She came on Friday. She landed in Seattle, took the bus up. So she's just getting settled in. Um, so more oh, interesting things over the month. Uh, yeah, you'll uh, like people will definitely get a chance. Hopefully I'll get her on like a mini guest appearance. Uh, one yeah. of these days. Ooh, I mean, uh, that'd be awesome. It, it'd be kind of awkward if we did the casual interview of uh, LR's mom before we do the casual <laughs> interview of, uh, of Glenn. Glenn. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, hey, yeah um, how long is she happen. in town? She's here for a month. Um, oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah, she's on vacation. Yeah. And she's made plans without me. I told her like I can't commit to anything because of school. So she's like, okay, I'll make all these plans. If you want to join, join. If you can't, that's fine. Just give me a card. Give me a phone number and I'm good to go. Card for like like transit and stuff so she's all set up we went out and got her like uh, winter gear uh for her this is cold because you know, we're coming from you know i grew up in a country where it's 120 in the summer Ooh. Right? What, right? what is uh, it like over in vancouver uh right now uh last i checked uh it was like 50 oh nice that's that's nice that's a good sweater weather assuming uh, for in, uh, us yeah in fahrenheit correct or yeah 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 she's 50 freezing, fahrenheit. Huh? yeah uh, you know, like she yeah. Fifty Celsius sounded like very uh, scary. Well, <laughs> like yeah, so that's uh, or some shit. That's generally what it is during the summer uh, in Celsius. Right now, when she left, before she left, uh, it was 104. Before she came oh, here. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's cooling down Ooh. slowly. Finally, more than no that on a scale of zero to 100. Oh, so fuck yeah, that though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, interesting things have happened in school outside of studies. So I'm taking one course that's uh, at a different university. It's two uh, two universities working on this one course and for this first semester it's on their campus and last weekend somebody broke in early on a saturday morning and set fire to a portion of the building um wow. nobody was injured uh, they were to, uh, i don't know i haven't followed up on that report oh. um but nobody they're still investigating the last time i read the report uh, or the news articles uh but nobody was injured there was not too much damage done but they canceled classes for the entire week in that on that campus uh in that school and just making sure that they weren't letting students back in and it was still like there was you know structural damage and they were going to get injured so they just wanted to make sure everything was okay first um and so yeah there's there's a bunch of interesting things because that happened and this is one of the big universities here in my area uh so that was at emily carr which is an art university and then at my university um i mean people can figure out where i go but i'm not gonna say the name because they didn't do a very good job with this um so there was a kid young kid 19 he was walking around uh, campus the main campus which is on top of a mountain it's a nice beautiful campus yeah um been there. yeah um he was walking around in full like rcmp uniform and rcmp is the uh canadian police uh the royal canadian mountie police um he was walking around in full like police-esque gear um and he was carrying a fake gun uh, that looked like a real gun but it was a water gun and he was walking around campus with it uh to him i guess it was a joke um but then it prompted a response immediately from the school uh they called 911 uh rcmp showed up you know a dozen cops on campus running around walking around with rifles looking for him there was air support there was like car like it, the whole like they they reacted as they should have right in this climate you cannot take a threat like that seriously so rcmp did a fantastic fucking job they got him arrested him and now he's out on bail um for the moment um tool bag. yeah yeah um but the school, my school, didn't follow any of our safety procedures. So nobody was notified officially that there is an active threat on campus and they did not follow any of their safety procedures that we were given a video to watch last year after the the uh, 
you know the the number of shootings started to rise uh, yeah. they gave the safety video and what to do and kind of instructions uh, they put that out last year early last year or the year before that they didn't do any of it they they were aware of the situation but they didn't notify anybody they didn't except for our you know RCMP like the students figured it out themselves as posts were going around social media but none yeah. of the evacuation protocols were followed none of the safety procedures were followed it's it's, Have they made a not statement a, on that since no, then? No, no, wow. this university that because we're on a mountain and these are big buses that have to go on up and down the mountain. This is a university that when there's heavy snow out in the morning, it's the one guy who makes all the social media posts and all the decisions will look out. He's like, yeah, it's fine. They can still come to school and then they'll cancel classes at three in the afternoon when the school day is almost over, but the buses can't come up, come up or go down. And so students left stranded. So it's like in the morning, it's like, oh yeah, don't worry. The roads are open. Everything's great. And then a few hours later when everybody's on campus and nobody can go back down he's like oh by the way class is cancelled go back home but nobody can leave is the uh, my school's made some questionable decisions in regards to student safety yeah yeah um Are, i mean does that affect your mindset like does it make you as a student confident in your administration or are you like like would you consider transferring is it getting that serious for you or well, no, I'm at the end of my uh, degree anyways, and all of these issues have happened over the last few years. In terms of the road safety thing, I don't go to that campus. Uh, it's a shitty thing, but I don't go to that campus, so it has no effect on me. Um, and in terms of this, I'm uh, this this. I don't know how to like respond to this because every university has their own thing. The other big university here uh, recently had a third big university recently had a series of druggings at social like gatherings, like parties. Oh. So it's like there's a there's a sh- it's it's a shit show across the board. Pick your so. poison. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, hopefully That's they learn crazy. and they know not to take these threads so lightly and actually follow the fucking guidelines that they put out. But we'll we'll see. Um, it's an active shooter. No worries. Just hear about yeah. it on Twitter. Cool. Um, essentially, what it was. Yeah. God. But uh, yeah, that's that's my week. It's a little been been a little bit interesting. Yeah, I've I've had a similarly busy week, but not such serious things. I guess like that's like a shooter, a fire. You know, like I was dealing with like a band that is some people would say very undressed. I'm just like dealing with a lot of stuff. Like I have. So many things going on like they announced affiliate revenue so i can run mm-hmm, ads mm-hmm. on my stream now mm-hmm. and i was like ask permission before i run them <laughs> and stuff right. like that but uh, a busy week between just like you know recording for a different podcast getting prepped for different things i got asked at the last minute to be a part of cloaked maidens which is normally an all-girl dnd stream but they're doing like an off week with uh, uh nolan Bree's wife as the dm this week and uh he and i will both be playing characters that will come in as kind of like support characters just so we can fill at the party a little bit um and people get to see our faces more right. you know like that's never it never hurts it's like cloak maiden side thing but right, it's supposed right. to be it's gonna be kind of spoopy um he's made it akin to like the mystery ink mystery ink scooby-doo in the gang and mm-hmm. we'll be scooby and shaggy and they'll be the serious de- detective we've gotten actually. away with it too if it wasn't for this damn actor <laughs> Yep. Yep. So I'm playing a uh, uh, kids in this damn dire wolf. Yeah, because I'm playing a, a half elf awakened mind sorcerer. Awakened mind. I'm just shaggy. So I'm gonna be really wise, very charismatic, or sorry, really intelligent, very charismatic, but not super wise. Right. Awakened. It's gonna be fun. Is yeah. That it's a, an, is that a, a homebrew class? Or? No, it's Honored Starcana. News to me. Okay. It was fair awakened enough. mind or aberrant mind. Either way. Is that one of the new cool. ones? Yeah. Honored Starcana is active playtest material, uh, but D and D Beyond, since we run ours through D and D Beyond, because uh, we use the overlay on Twitch and everything, right, right. Um, allows you to access that uh, that stuff pretty much as soon as it comes out. It's pretty great. Okay. So you can That's really cool. Because I know they put out. Some 
some new like um, subclass options for a bunch of different classes too. Just recently, yeah, right. there was a couple. Yeah, one of them is being played by Nolan, the uh, Circle of the Wildfire Druid. He's gonna try yeah. it out tonight. So yeah, if I a lot of fun correctly, stuff. Unearth uh, Arcana is essentially like the open beta testing for people to try out. You know, to see if yes. it's good or not. Maybe it's a little too OP or whatnot. They give feedback, yeah. and then it yeah, becomes they- official in a playbook once. Absolutely. And they did the, what it actually originates from is a book called Unearthed Arcana that came out not long after the original edition came out. And it was called Unearthed Arcana and it brought forward new spells and subclasses. And they used an opportunity to reach back to the past and reference that older book for new players or like returning players or older players um, in order to do exactly what you just said and play testing new things. And then, you know, they take they do as soon as they release a new thing, they do a survey about the last thing. And then if people are well received or whatever, some of the stuff makes it in some of it doesn't um some of it gets heavily modified but yeah it's a really thing that they've done to try and bring the past together like when i saw the uh unearth uh, arcana form of divine or favored soul for fifth edition uh it was actually a little different and uh mm-hmm. I, you know i'm glad i have what i have now because maybe it yeah. wouldn't be top but there's like a cool couple of things in there that's like oh shit <laughs> yeah it's like somebody got really uh really uh aggressive on uh making the character look badass and it's like i'm not a <laughs> against it but it's like oh shit so what yeah. about you glenn uh you, well no i guess you did talk about your well, i mean part of my busyness this week is games that i've been playing just because i am a video game streamer you know <gasps> oh Wait, my goodness you play video games all the time Wait, <laughs> tyler did you know that glenn plays video games i it's had no fucking worst. idea which is perfect to talk about here because <laughs> this is a video game podcast if you didn't know <laughs> I'm so glad that that's become trademark and I didn't even, uh, and it's just, you know, shit. you just have to remind yourself. You know how often I got to change the, the show description the, from this is a relationship giving advice podcast to this is a, <laughs> no, uh, yes, it's a video game podcast. We, we, we played the video. Yeah, but this week I played a, a new game that got a kind of a cool release called Atlas. I don't know if you guys, I think I explained a little bit about it last time. Is it by the same people that made art? It is. Half of Wildcard's yeah. team left and went, we want to make our own mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. and it's if you combined arc with sea of thieves and uh like monster hunter um, yes i've i've shit on atlas quite a bit uh, oh on the man before. yeah it is it's i i played it and i got in with one of the bigger guilds called the wet bandits which is an awesome reference to home alone uh but it's a lot of fun it's fun but it's very complicated um but the cool thing is they did that steam and xbox crossplay crossplay yeah and it works so far seamlessly apparently when they released it for a console it was a little rough um, but I wasn't there for the first few hours and then now it's it's pretty great um, been playing with some the guild has like people from New Zealand and a couple like a couple from Los Angeles and some people from uh, oh man there's a British guy but the Kiwis are giving me good notes on my my nice. my, uh, my my New Zealand accent so that's fun um, but I've been playing with a buddy that's he's my oldest friend I've been friends with him since he was eight he's got okay. three kids and a career he's great but he loves this game so he's like pulled me and he's like play the game but yeah and then also uh wow classic and i'm almost up to 54 i think congratulations so and i i got my first random by non-equipped mythic the purples like just from a mob which is apparently very rare uh whatever purple is i have no idea actually i didn't i, I shouldn't try to suggest otherwise i was just like yeah i got ones. a purple yes. boe yeah but it's all know? it's all pretty much uh homogenous now right so you've got white and then it goes green and then blue purple and then gold or orange depending on whether you can see there it's definitely gold it's mm-hmm. not orange but it's yeah yeah and it's like mythic or legendary for purple and orange you know so yeah, yeah but i got one and it's, it's 
it looks like it sells for good money. I'm having a lot of fun with the game still. Uh, our guild is, we got a couple members that are pushing high enough to try and like do uh, raids in the nearest future, like within the month. And they announced that they're now uh, releasing a level 60 dungeon before they go into the honor system and or really new raids nice. or stuff like that. Burning Crusade was a little bit on the hold back, but it'd be still in the next month or two. So a, a lot of really fun stuff. Very busy. or a level 60 raid? Uh, I think it's called Dire Mall and it's a dungeon. It's from what I've heard. The people that know more about the game told me that it's a dungeon. It's yeah. just a very high level dungeon. So. Uh, it is a very high level dungeon, yes. Dire Mall. So, yep. But apparently the, the items that you can get in it are better than raid equipment from the previous thing. So people are like, why are you releasing this already? Because it will change the meta. Perfectly change the meta. Everybody that's 60 will no longer do the raid anymore. You know, because if you're 60, why wouldn't you do the I mean, it makes dungeon? sense. Like, uh, the raids as they came out and vanilla obviously came out in succession and obviously they did put dungeons after the first raid which is molten core mm-hmm. which unfortunately you know as you give more and more dungeons you don't want to give lesser gear for them to do at those high levels so it does make sense that they would you know add it later on uh yeah the only thing uh i'm excited for uh i think it's called on to see when people get to start doing that that is on uh, uh 20 man and 40 man that is like the the, oh. the, the final raid kind of thing yeah like, I, I'm pretty so you sure you don't have to have 60 people. Uh, no, uh, either, or, sorry, 25 man and 40 man, where essentially there's two different, uh, completely different raids. And you okay. were in the area with, uh, I think it's called Silithus with uh, yeah. the, the giant claws. There is a whole giant raid there where the final boss is an old god. I think it's called the Aya Cthun or something like that. Ooh. I think, I think I might have seen an old video about that. Because mm. I'm learning more mm. as I play. This is all fresh for me. So, like yeah. the, the big giant, like dragon skeletons in Tanare. I was like, what are those? And one of my buddies was like, that's actually from the Battle of the Gods. And I was like, what? It's remnants of a, a war between gods. And I'm reading about the creators and how they synthetically chose how to create some of these almost experimentally. And like, I'm just like really excited to like delve in the more I do. Um, so, yeah. I mean, mm. what raids uh, have you like looked into? None. I know Molten Core exists. Okay. I think like I'm kind of very... trying to experience it as I get in, you know? Okay. Is that your way of saying don't? talk about it no you can talk about it absolutely like no problem like i loved hearing from my buddy tab ramp who is our highest level guildy um but he knows loads of lore and so he was just sharing and i was like yes give it to me i love it you know that's my favorite stuff i think the uh the very very first raid is called uh anixia's lair which is pretty yeah. much a uh, a gear and lore check because it's not really uh like there's no difficulty getting to the boss it's essentially you're walking down a winding path with like maybe six enemies and then you're there huh. and, yeah. I, I was, and yeah it, it's weird because it's one boss at the end of the tunnel and then there's a giant room with uh eggs on each side of the room and, and you get it, loot and you get loot after beating her uh like uh huh. there's like i think the big thing everybody wants is the two-handed weapon called obsidian edge which looks oh like my god i saw an arms warrior with that yesterday holy shit my yeah, god it was amazing it's nice uh, but oh. uh you know Anixia, as a dragon creature, has some pretty cool lore. And I believe in Vanilla, she does make like some kind of presence in a certain quest line over in the Eastern Kingdoms area. But, you know, you might never see it unless you go there. Ooh, and, uh, just, I just spent a good amount of time there. My hearth is in Ironforge, so. I mean, if you haven't figured out, uh, black black dragons in Vanilla play a prominent role in terms of uh, like lore and stuff because you got Anixia, and then uh-huh. uh, Molten Core is its own thing with uh, the elemental t- 
Titan of Fire, Ragnaros. And then you have uh, Blackwing, which is basically the, the leader of the Black Dragons. Uh, Blackwing is in charge of uh, a part of the, uh, I forgot what the volcano is that, you know, we're molten core and all that stuff. And Blackwing uh, Lair, which is a raid is, I would like to say probably one of the coolest vanilla raids. Like there's different mechanics and stuff that you get to appreciate mm -hmm. and drops the coolest stuff too. Like uh, the Paladin gear that you get from uh, Blackwing Lair is such badass armor that I love it to is this that, day. That, is that, and that's a raid that came out like post Burning Crusade or with Burning Crusade? No, no this, this will be out if it isn't out already. Like, is it not Black it. Fathom Depths? Is that what it's called? Black Fathom Depths is a level 25 dungeon. That's that's Black something deeps. They uh, are black, different. Uh, different uh, black Fathom Deeps, yes. Uh, black Fathom Deeps and then there's Black something Depths. Black oh, Rock Depths. Black Rock Spire? Black Rock Spire. Maybe that's it. Words are hard. There's a lot no, of lore. No, it's okay. <laughs> Uh, Black Rock Spire, the upper Black Rock Spire, which is, you know, UBRS, is a dungeon that you'll complete. And then after you do that, it gives you the option to go do the raid. That is oh. uh, Blackwing's Lair. Because that's okay. where Blackwing oh, is. Cool. It, it's weird Trick because uh, Vanilla uh, WoW is the only uh, time that you actually have to do a part of a dungeon in order to get to a raid. Every other time, it's been walk from the real world to a raid. So it's been kind of wonky with that, especially with huh. uh, P like PvP trying to get to this one spot. It's just swarming with, you know, the opposing factions. Oh, yeah. Or you just hop in and you go straight to it. I, first thing, I uh, Zulfarok was the first time I really experienced that, trying to, and, oh my god, and uh, Cathedral and Library and Armory and all those up there, the Scarlet Monastery, that yeah. those two places, like, just great. I go there and die five times trying to get in because there's 9,000 horde just standing outside of the instance waiting to kill any alliance they see. That's super fun. I and totally honor's not even a thing yet, so that's part of the reason why I'm, like, racing to 60, so I don't have to do that level grind when honor exists because people will just kill people for the sake of killing them rather than just letting them quest so this is like a, a safe time to quest for the most part which push 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 you know but beyond that it's like we'll have Ankaraj, which is old gods territory and then we'll have nax ramas which is uh lich king territory oh, i love all of it so much so, you know, it's tough to look forward to. And I realized yeah. I went on a tangent. Nick's trying to, no. like, give me the look. All I know about WoW Raids is that the guy that I uh, watch, the, the streamer that I watch, he got his server first hand of rag already a couple of weeks ago. So. First what? Server first hand of Ragnaros. It's a, it's oh, at the that moment, the best weapon in the game. Yeah, yeah, two purples that turn into, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, it's all firsts. Yeah, That's the Eye of Sulfurs has a 0.3% drop rate from uh, oh, Ragnaros, yeah. and he got it. Yeah. And he even got the Crown of Fire or the like whatever for because he's a shaman I, I i don't know i'm just talking out my ass at this point because i'm no, just it, it makes i know about that that's yeah. amazing I mean, we talked about last episode you you yeah. craft a uh an epic weapon called the soft run hammer and the, or a soft run slammer or something like that and then you get a auto uh was a 0.3 percent chance as you said yeah you get a, a legendary uh augment item that you add to that soft run hammer and it turns it into sufferous hand of regnos and yeah oh. i'm pretty sure there's like a symbol or an item icon over that player's head when they have it on and so if you're alliance and you see like a star or something you fucking run, run. yeah because oh, you can't do anything he, is he horde yes Ah, dang it. I don't think he's on your server, though. I can't remember what the no, name of the server is. No, my server, I found out, has actually got the most even split. It's almost perfectly 50-50 on my server. Nice. So PvP server with almost 50-50 feels good. Yeah, sure. yeah. But I just got to go into Ungoro for the first time. But I don't want to talk about that anymore because we're talking about Dark Shadow Dragons. Nick, you've been playing something that's like dark-ish in theme. What, what are you doing yes. this week? Uh, the Shadows. Yeah, I've been playing Shadow Keep, just casually grinding. That's all I've had time for, really. Transitions. Um, <laughs> 
So the level cap is now 950 for, for anybody familiar with Destiny. Holy shit. Um, 950? But, yeah. Uh, but what happens with Shadowkeep is that they raise everybody. Everybody starts at 750, basically. And then getting up to 900 is pretty quick. Like I did that in a week and just like casual, uh, like light grinding. And then 900 to 950 is when the real grind starts. Um, that's what that's so the soft cap is 900. And then they've introduced this uh, this uh, year uh, every season and a season's about three to four months. Uh, there's an artifact where as you keep gaining experience, it gives you a light level boost. So right now I'm at a plus eight to everything. Um, and as All far statistics? as we know, uh, just like your power level. Yeah. So right now I'm sitting at 936, uh, but my actual like the my light level is 928. Okay. Yeah. That's, um, that's cool. It's a reward as, for those yeah. who are distant. Yeah. Like you keep playing and you keep getting it. But as far as we know, there is no cap to how much bonus you can get oh, but so like the amount of experience is insane i i think you could reach a thousand oh yeah no so like uh, uh pinnacle endgame activities are at 960 right now and so it works the power like the damages work on deltas power deltas and they go in love in increments of five so for example if you're at 945 you're gonna do a lot more damage at 946 because you're in that delta but if you're at 947 you're gonna do the same damage if you're in 946 uh if that kind of makes sense so it goes like brackets, brackets so the moment yeah. you just enter that bracket uh I think that's yeah. Uh, the moment you enter that bracket, you'll do the same amount of damage. Um, so right now I'm doing damage at uh, the you know between 936 to 940. Uh, but even though I'm 938, I'm just doing I'm going to do the same damage regardless. Um, oh. And so it's going to help people with endgame activity that's capped at 960 and 980. So you would um, only have to get up to like 958 to be able well to anything deal with anything that. that helps. So even yeah 958 or even if you get up to like 965 966, you'll still do enough damage to kind of keep up even though there's so much more higher than you. Um, but it'd be interesting to see where it caps at because the amount of experience you need uh increases as you go up per uh, level bonus like power bonus so it'll, it'll, it just keeps like so right now to get up to like plus nine i need eight hundred thousand xp in total okay um, so and i yeah so you, they make you work for it so it's not like a free like all right we're gonna make everything easy for you um hmm. and there are some activities that are at 980 uh and then eventually it's gonna be pretty simple not simple like still challenging but pretty straightforward for most people to do it if they've been consistent and been playing but right now it's a struggle for anybody because they would have only a max of 10 or 11 depending on how much they've been playing mm -hmm. yeah so that's pretty cool they've added a few new ways of playing armor now has like six or seven different stats so like it's even more in depth and it's wow. it's it's a lot yeah so i'm just casually playing which is a big difference for me a couple of months ago but What's i'm just like kind of taking like uh, hour um, commitment wise so we're october tw uh, 12th right now as we're recording um it launched october 1st i think i've got about 34 hours okay okay yeah. fair enough so that's a lot for most other people yeah. but for me that's very casual because my friends who've been trying to like get ready for the raid and stuff they're up to 80 hours and the streamers already have already broken 100 hours oh right? man yeah so in comparison backslash played on yeah. my blizzard stuff Oof. in comparison i am very much like just playing casually and i'm not like i'm not yeah. like trying to like spec my loadouts i'm not trying to like do anything hardcore be very specific or efficient in the Not way i do the things i'm just kind of like no i'm just kind of like let's just throw this on let's go do Remember this destiny one manga. farm the loot cave in destiny one yeah, just, yeah before that oh, got man patched. i, I started playing after that got patched oh no it yeah, was such, so i was it there was for the good old money. days yeah. just purples forever <laughs> yeah 
so yeah as uh, as uh, nick said tyler's best friend uh, in chat he said um, if you really put in the time and if you you're smart about things and kind of bounties you pick up you can get up to like the cap in about 20ish hours oh wow um, okay yeah so so it's it just requires a lot of dedication and a lot of like planning because what you do is you take one character as far as you can then you take the weapons take it to another character and they already have a boosted place to start from and then you take them as far as you can and then take the weapons from that second character and then take it to your third character and get them as far as you can and they'll end up being higher than your first character and second character hmm. yeah what so fuck? it's like power leveling thing because throwing two yeah. people and yet that second person throws the first person that needs to go the farthest yeah you know yeah yeah um it's uh, because people so people had to get raid ready by the saturday uh, of the launch um and uh, the power was kept to about 9 20 or 9 30 or something and within three four days people were already like 9 50 so wow yeah no so there are people who know how to do this shit um, yeah but that's it's that's i'm just trying to get the raid done by tuesday um because there's a raid jacket uh, there's a code that you get to get a jacket associated to the raid oh cool um does it give you expensive. anything off or is it just exclusive for those who finished it before well i mean the full price is seven thousand seven hundred seventy seven and seventy seven cents but i don't even think they allow you to buy it at that price so when you finish the raid before a certain date they'll give you a code you apply that code at checkout it drops the price accordingly um i think it's 140 us okay. um i don't know if i'll pick it up but i just want the option to be able to pick it up because um, what if i need awesome. to finish it <laughs> yeah i need to finish it by the 15th to get that code that's amazing um, that's really cool so, are you so you're yeah. liking the new up uh, the new expansion though aside from like the changes do you like the story and everything uh yes very much so uh story is finally moving somewhere um and it's i think they've struck a good balance between uh camp story-based campaign expansions like campaign expansions and like act grindy activity expansions uh, because before it used to be mostly story and then not really much to do and you'd finish the story in a few days and then yeah. it turned into like so much activity but not enough story and there's no campaign you're kind of like well makes no sense why I'm doing this mm -hmm. and so now they found a nice balance I think and they planned it out so that the story actually like culminates linearly I think or at least carries forward in some way that makes sense so we'll see what goes on awesome. uh, what happens yeah good to hear if I'm glad that because I always loved the brand itself it was just it always felt like they were kind of always in flux trying to find that balance and and, you know, more often than not, they were kind of missing. So it's mm. good to hear that, you know, because but like, obviously, the true fans, there's true fans of anything, even Atlas, yes. you know, <laughs> as many fans have left it, you know, they've got they've still got two to 3000 regular players. Yeah. So like, and now they've got a console. So like, I'm glad to hear that because Destiny is a cool IP. So that's neat. That's neat. What about you, Tyler? What have you what have you been playing this week, buddy? No, With that beautiful, thing. beautiful beard that you just braided for us. Uh, like I said, in the beginning, I unfortunately have been working a very tough work week where you Usually my day ends at like, you know, four in the morning and then I'll play a couple hours of video games and go to bed at six. Then uh, I'll wake up at two, two thirty, you know, get my eight and a half hours because I, you know, sometimes I like to wake up, take a pee because I'm an old man, whatever. Anyways, uh, <laughs> and, you know, the two out, two and a half hours before work, I would uh, go you know, hang out and stream or whatnot, work on stuff and then be on my way. Has it been like that? Unfortunately, I've been coming home at six o'clock. So my cool down period oh. cuts into seven o'clock just to try to cool down and get everything, take care of, eat and shower and stuff so then i'll wake up at like 3 30 4 o'clock and then i'll have an hour just to get my life together and then i'll rush off to work so it's been gosh just, that's rough i mean it's gonna pay nice i'm not gonna, <laughs> that money is gonna be great but oh 
Unfortunately, <laughs> that means the only game I got to play was uh, last weekend. And I say only, but it was probably, you know, it was a good time. I got to play Super Mario World with the wife. And, and that's uh, on, is that on, what, what system is that? Uh, it, you can play it on the Switch, but it uh, okay. native console is Super Nintendo. Okay, so you played like the OG one, yeah, not the like, newer released one. Okay. Yes. Was it through the uh, Nintendo Switch online? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. fun nice. fact, I pointed this out before. If somebody had online and they wanted to be uh, my Mario or Luigi, we could totally team up and play Super Mario World together over the in internet, which is a cool concept. How can they, where can they find you on Twitter to reach out to you to be your friend there doing that? <laughs> Early plug. <laughs> It never hurts. No. No, we'll do it at the end. <laughs> he refuses. Oh, no. I was I was staring intently at Nick's monitor when I said that. So, uh, anyways, I got to play with the wife. She she likes to hit me with these prerequisites like, uh, you know, hey, uh, I'm getting old uh, with, uh, like, okay, maybe I shouldn't say it like that. I, you know, Start over. <laughs> thank, thank you. She, she doesn't think that she's going to play as well as she thinks or is as she really is. And so, you know, Super Mario World is one of those games where you almost pick it back up immediately like, if, if, going, you, yeah. if you play it you know by the time you get to the second level it's like you know what you're doing instantly like mm -hmm. fun fact she played with me and we get to the first uh castle which is uh i think it's eggy koopa or something like that where it's uh, like on a rotating piece of rock over lava and you got to jump on him or fireball him off the lead when i played it by myself took me three times to do it i <laughs> i kept sucking ass but she did it on the first try you know two jumps he's done i'm like oh it's like no she's she's fucking good at this she she okay. was worried <laughs> so we got to the end of the second world uh she was focusing on doing the main stuff and then i was just burning out all the uh secret entrances and stuff like that so all the cool stuff uh you know i was thrown to the side and she was you know doing the level straight forward and she was nailing it it was pretty cool it's awesome yeah it was a good bonding experience yeah i didn't realize for whatever reason i didn't realize that that was like co-op multiplayer at the same time like i didn't it's just either it's been so long oh, or no, it's not co -op maybe i didn't actually like that you, you so how turns. is it then oh like I'll the OG, like, oh, hey, do you want to play twice. together? All right, cool. Who's going to go first? Rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, and then when you die, you become they become yeah. Luigi and you play with yours <laughs> until you die, I just, right? Yeah, like the, my idea of fun out of it is I get to watch her play video games and then she gets to watch me play video games. I love watching people play video games. Shocker. Mm -hmm. And people, likewise, are pretty similar to that so the idea mm -hmm. that i can watch one of my friends you know try their hand at a level and then i try my hand either at the same level because they died or i get to keep you know pushing us forward i think that sounds like a load of fun and it's something yeah. that we don't get to experience nearly i i'm actually very surprised at like how awesome that concept is and how it hasn't been replicated for the most part like past that i know that like some of the side scrollers you could play in arcade games did that a little bit or yeah. you were playing at the same time like i remember playing that teenage mutant ninja turtles game that was kind of like the weird 2d but you you could still like move into the background and foreground like games like that were always very fun but that's kind of interesting we need to like get on twitter and blast the horn and be like hey gaming developers people like this seen twitch before think about if there was an interactive version of twitch just build that into your games people would love it that's cool i'm trying to think of a uh a cooperative uh cooperative uh game multiplayer game that where it's all turn-based the only thing i can think of is fucking mario party yeah which... well there's actually um there's a there's a company i can't remember what they're called but they make a randomizer software for certain games and you can do so there's two streamers that i watch that'll load up uh, old school link to the past on an emulator but then there's randomizers uh but it's randomized and so you know uh, things aren't where they have to be and you have to solve puzzles to get the correct items and stuff but it has twitch chat integration meaning that uh twitch chat can kill you can revive you they can and this works by 
donations or whatever you set it to. Uh, so they can impede your run, especially if like these two streamers, they race every now and then. And so it just depends on the communities, uh, like their own independent communities, who wants who to win. So like if, for example, if if Glenn and Tyler are racing, um, I could, and if I want Glenn to win for, let's say, and I'm on Glenn's side here, I could go into Tyler's stream and then donate to have Tyler die instantly. If wow. This is Link to the Past, LR, you better have a fat ass wallet if you want him to win. Oh yeah, I would get my butt kicked. <laughs> oh no, but you know, but I'm what you know, the hell? I'm still like it is interaction. No, stop you. <laughs> oh, you'd destroy me. You'd stop me so hard. But uh, yeah, no, there really there are cool. some companies that do stuff like that. But um, yeah, no, I think that's a that's kind of like a niche market that we're probably going to move into with like yeah. interactivity is going to uh, take uh, the forefront. But before we ramble, we've got enough to ramble about today. Yeah, we do. Uh, for the topic of the show, do we want to do modular or topic first? Just kind of roll with the mod the modular segment first. I believe the rule set in our head was we always end it on a good note, which okay. neither, neither yeah, of these on a good note, but I'd rather pick the lighter one last. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, as far as the, the, it's kind of been on anybody's mind if they've been spending any time on social media and they have any connections to gaming. Oh, um, we've obviously all been very aware and it sounds like we're all pretty well versed on exactly so what's me. going on. The legislation, I'm not sure of all the exact wording, but I know we all have opinions on what's going on with the Hearthstone player who was banned after his statements on the protest going on in Hong Kong. Uh, I kind of want to just like open the floor to a point where each one of us have a, a chance to say what we think, like, and each one of us like say what we think, and then we can like comment and discuss together. So that way we get a full like kind of dump of exactly how we feel about this. And then we can, you know, kind of stir that pot together and see how we all feel about it collectively. So Nick, do you want to start? I know that this, well, you seem uh, pretty passionate and well-informed about this. So I'm interested to hear what you have to say. If you don't mind, just for the sake of the listener, could we give like mm -hmm. a, Nick, could you give a rough summary of what's going on here? Um, uh, basically there are, uh, uh, currently there are protests going on in Hong Kong, um, in regards to, uh, a bunch of things, right? like a lot of things have swelled up under this huge human rights issue, but Hong Kong is trying to gain independence from China. Um, that's the, that's the core issue, uh, not have China impede on uh, their own, um, on their lives and the way they do things. Um, and what happened here was there was a Hearthstone, uh, tournament recently, uh, maybe a championship of some kind. I can't remember the specifics about it, but a player, uh, a Chinese a player grand, who won. Grand Master Tournament. So what was it? Uh, uh, Blitzchung is his, um, uh, yep. online, uh, name. Um, yes, right. he won and in his, uh, post game interview, uh, he basically, uh, gave a statement in support of Hong Kong. Uh, following that statement, Blizzard banned him. Uh, for he a year he wore the mask blizzard banned him for a year and took away all of his winnings that he'd rightfully earned uh oh. after winning those earnings yeah Ooh. yeah didn't know that yeah um and so that's kind of like it's so I, I was telling so my opinion on the on the topic as a whole is that i think um it's it's part of it is in a gray area um because blizzard is uh, a company and obviously that they want to be able to protect their assets and anything that's related to them and their image on all fronts. Um, and so to some, uh, to a minor extent, in my opinion, they were, they were right on their end uh, to delete the VOD and that's it. <laughs> and and to put out a statement, I don't believe they were right, they were right on the banning um, and taking away his money, which they've since reversed and we can go into that as well. Um, but I also don't think it's right to block freedom of speech in regards to such a large human rights issue um there could have been a better way in a better place he might have stated it but then things like things like this need impact and how else are you going to command some sort of impact uh if you don't use your you know influence on a large stage such as a big 
Grand Championship Tournament. Um, if you knew there was a... I mean, I think I might actually take a different stance on this. I think he knew exactly what he was doing, and he did this intentionally. Uh, he knew that... Oh, no, I'm not... A lot of, oh, no, he did this intentionally. Like, whether or not it was morally the right thing to do is, you know, prayer or whatever, but he he definitely wanted to make sure that, that this was his stage to make that apparent. Uh, yeah, and I'm, that that's the argument I'm making. Like, he that's what he did um and he used his um his own p uh, position of power to make a statement and in support of a specific cause and what also ended up happening was that the two casters got fired yeah um because um in terms of their job uh i guess it's kind of like they had to keep things like this happening and keep it to the game and they knew exactly what he was going to say and they're in support of him making that statement and so yeah um i don't have too many thoughts on the firing of the casters because i don't know enough there yet um but yeah, yeah. floor's open <laughs> um do you mind if i step in go ahead Tyler? you're the host babe okay no i just wanted to make sure you didn't i i, I just do have a lot of you know feelings about this as well no and they I think they differ ever so slightly, so I didn't want to, I mean, if you had a very different opinion, I was like, yeah, go, go, go. Uh, I'll, I will let you know if I pull out the katana. Okay, cool. Uh, we'll just see you draw it. You're the shink <laughs> as you shink. And he comes uh, out of the sheath. Cool. You see, like the this random Roman sword I bought from Goodwill. Like, I like saw that. You're just in the corner. No, awesome. uh, your thoughts are important, and uh, I think they should be heard right now. What do you have cool. to say? Um, I agree. I don't think anybody, and I think we talked about this a little bit before, just to kind of you know give each other an idea of what was going on. But like, um, I don't think anybody would agree that Hong Kong seeking independence is a bad thing. That those people are protesting for reasons that aren't just you know that the Chinese government is at fault. Those are all things that whether or not you agree with the stance of blizzard we can all i i stand with those people like as much as i could do like i don't have financial ability but i'm going to say right here i agree if they need independence and that's something that they deem necessary and china's going to fight them on it and try and push you know policies that are going to hurt the people that live in hong kong for their own you know, dictatorial needs effectively, that's not okay, you know? And I think we can agree on that. But yeah. the big thing is whether or not Blizzard um, using their platform or or restricting the use of, you know, their platform for the purpose of a political stance. Um, and uh, I've seen some people in social media equating this to like Colin Kaepernick in the US kneeling for the injustices that go on, um, um, you know, in you know minority communities with police altercations and stuff like that. Um, and the injustice that goes on there and i don't see the correlation because kneeling during the anthem in respect of those who had died and the hope for the future the people that you know policy hopefully policy change would help in the future is very different from using a platform to make a statement when you know it's in direct violation with the terms of service that you agreed to now all that to say we agree the things that they're 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 writing against or they're they're peacefully protesting against i guess it's not right it just looks scary because the, the uh somebody told me that there's rumor that the Chinese government hired the triads to be their security. So right. it's not that on the Chinese side, it is very violent. It is they are trying to put this down. Um, but point is, I do think it's within their rights. I don't think that that year, a year, I'm sorry, you just a year and uh, $10,000 that he rightfully won. Let him keep the money, say you're you can't do anything for a month and and talk to him privately and say, hey, this is a gaming network. We can't make political stances on active problems going on in places where we have business you can't decide that that's what blizzard stands for you know that right. would have been a, a a logical rational reaction 
reaction to me, but banning right. him and taking his money for a year is really hard. But I see where they're coming from because they're trying to tell other streamers and, you know, other gamers, don't do this. This isn't okay. We will make right. a statement on how Blizzard feels when we have a chance to make a statement as a company and you don't have the right to stand for us. So that's how I, I feel about it. Nick, uh, you, you're rubbing your beard. I assume you have something to say. Uh, yeah. Um, I just want to clarify the punishment before you go, Tyler. Uh, oh, they've, yeah. they've since announced, uh, the, the player himself, Blitzchunk, has announced that it's been reduced to six months, uh, a six month ban, and they've they've uh, they're gonna give him his prize money that he's won um, and better. he's made a personal <laughs> statement which we could read through it but or like we could like link it for people to read through it but tyler um all yours i think the the like looking at this in a set of stages as just because this is not a single event story as we will unfold it as as nick said they reduced it and all that stuff problem is though between when this happened the action that was taken against it and then the t the time period between that and when blizzard finally made a fucking statement is a very critical moment and uh when you don't say anything people start to make assumptions and then of course there's always those people that will you know they they sit there in their armchairs and like the moment they see something like there's no one saying anything about this i must take up arms to the extreme and they, yeah. they blow it up and it gets bad and mob mentality on the internet shocker can't get pretty uh up there uh yeah. there was one thing that got pointed out that had some logic put to it that was kind of concerning is when blizzard did finally put out the message to the people uh a Chinese uh, speaker, uh, a Chinese uh, native speaker, pardon me, uh, who happens to, you know, I believe live in the U.S., analyzed it and uh, with a lot of uh, evidence pointed out that this was probably written by somebody from China. And uh, oh. the theory is that this is a uh, a PR statement pushed from China to Blizzard, who then slapped, you know, their name at the very end of it after, you know, looking over it and put it up. Uh, oh, man. Like, I, I, I can't I can't give you, like, the full evidence, but but like they point yeah. out like uh people who from china learn a certain way on how they learn english they they when they say they always list stuff by saying you know first second and third and then like little quips here and there that is common for chinese speakers but it's weird for english people to say hmm. and uh like this person really broke it down and it just coincidentally i have no idea if it's true but if it is true that means blizzard probably had to you know take a listen to someone over on that end hmm. there there are uh, a few things. For example, uh, after Blitzchung's statement, um, there was another tournament. I don't know if it was the same series, uh, but a similar post-match interview where uh, a group of, uh, like, I think it was one of the university-like circuits or something. A bunch of university students held up a sign in support of Hong Kong, and only the VOD was deleted, but the players weren't punished. See, I so, and that's... Hmm. And wait, wait, what was the context of them being on the channel, though, when they held the signs up? There, it was also a similar like post-match interview or pre-match interview. So or they something. just held signs while they gave the post-interview? Um. Yeah. And then immediately the camera was switched over to something else. And then that whole VOD was deleted. Mm -hmm. So it's why they're coming down so hard on Blitzchung, Blitzchung then. Like it's still uh, six months and, you know, six months. Still six months. Play, but like, then there's like if, so if, if you're going to take mean, a stance like we don't want to be associated with politics or activism in any kind. Fine. Uh, right. At least be consistent in how you punish, you know, the players right. of your games that, you know, it's like Twitch all over again. Be consistent. Yes. God, terms of service. What's the I point mean, if you don't enforce them equally? The comparison is kind of weird here because we're, uh, what a, the whole Twitch and throwing the cat over the shoulder situation. Uh, animal abuse versus, you know, upsetting a world power. Uh, but still, <laughs> it, it is kind of weird. Um, uh, I do want to say for anybody, just anybody who's interested, um, even you guys, there are two particular people on social media that I think are 
are good to like kind of uh, check out because they've been reporting a lot on the situation. Uh, the first guy, his name is uh, Mark Kern. Does that bring any bells with anybody? K E R N, isn't it? Yes, I think I, was I know. I'm going to say Jason Schreier because he's always on top of this shit. Not, not, not this time. Mark Kern uh, used to, was the OG team lead for uh, Vanilla World of Warcraft. Um, he was a producer for Diablo 2, StarCraft, Brood War. Uh, he's at a game Grums designer on Twitter. At Grumps, G R U M M Z. Um, and he's been he's been uh, putting out all sorts of insights and information. Uh, obviously, he has his own biases. Uh, so again, take it with a grain of salt. But then his insights have been very um, helpful in like kind of understanding what's going on. The other person is I want to make sure that I get his name right, but his Twitter at is slasher um, Rob Breslow, um, and he's been fantastic over the last uh, few months because he's gone on to um, different talk shows, Fox News and Yahoo News, and talking to them about um, video games and gun violence and video games and their place in the world and Fortnite and recently he did a thing uh, with um, I want to be very clear on who he did it with um, but he went onto their show and he talked about um, um, the whole Blizzard situation so his his name is Rob Breslow and his Twitter at is at Slasher S-L-A-S-H-E-R um, so if you want more information on what's going on I those are two outside of like the news articles as well because any kind of opinion you form on topics like this I think that you should look at all the information present and see whether they're credible or not and in my opinion he's been a fantastic source and activist for video games not being such a terrible fucking thing yeah that's fair that's, uh, the last thing that well there's many things that you can bring out of this but the last one that I think should at the very least be brought up is uh, like I said uh, there are people on the internet who want to take up arms and be activists about everything often to the extreme which isn't maybe the case in this thing you know depending on your viewpoint whether or not uh, Blizzard felt justified in their decisions here but uh, as a result there is uh, a group of people who are forming something known as Fight for the Future and they uh, apparently are starting a movement to protest outside BlizzCon on November 1st uh, so they're really? telling people to uh, dress up as your favorite Blizzard characters and then uh, bring umbrellas which is the, uh, the symbol that synonymous with the, the Hong Kong protest yeah um, they've even taken upon themselves in the few days of silence to make May a symbol of the protests in Hong Kong, Especially which I thought out. was which I thought was really cool. And I mentioned this to to you guys as well before we started recording. But I thought it was really cool. Um, cool is is probably the wrong word in this context, but how like games have bought like a whole situation, like a whole group of people together, and it's kind of bridged the gap and it's now bridging the gap between different communities. And um, as Tyler said, I do agree that it's a bit of an issue, like with cancel culture and like people going fully like um, radical and up in arms against certain people without getting the full story and waiting for things to happen uh it can cause some amount of toxicity and some amount of issues but i still do believe that blizzard has been wrong this whole thing and to take something that they own and turn it into a symbol of resistance against them is, or not specifically blizzard but like you know knowing that they're tied to like the the their quote-unquote tied to the oppression yeah Yeah. um i thought that was really interesting i'm glad that you pointed out may in like that kind of fashion because the things i've saw is actually a lot more questionable uh just like vicious uh political comics and stuff like that of uh like may (laughs) saying like horrific things yeah you're you're gonna have those people i think regardless of whether it's a good or a bad thing that people are fighting for you're always gonna have the people who take it to step too far uh but the basic like safe for work signs have just really been made in like all black uh, like an outfit with a face mask and uh, holding an umbrella um, mm. so at least on the surface level it's unified uh, yeah, some people um, the last thing of importance that I think is worth mentioning is that there was a whole NBA incident with uh, oh, yeah yep. and um, I 
don't know because I'm not a, I'm not a sports ball person. I don't know too much about the details in regards to that NBA incident, but I do know that one of the key like major people at Blizzard uh, came out to a press conference or made a public statement in support of the NBA players in regards to the whole China Hong Kong thing and then for this to happen immediately is a bit interesting and i'm just very glad at this point that destiny moved to steam yeah <laughs> yeah honestly it's it's if i can talk a little more about the nba thing from what yeah. i know um basically China has a pretty decent relationship with the NBA as far as money goes because they play several games over there every year and I think a lot of them have been in Hong Kong so like um basically they're, they they've tried to foster a relationship with the country effectively um, and it's kind of similar to Blizzard in that they have money invested in that place so this really bad thing happening they kind of have to placate to both people who understand that this is a human rights issue and they also have to keep their biz you know so capitalism and human rights are running into each other um and at some point or another they're gonna have to choose sides and basically our orange human of a president this you see my eye twitch a little bit he decided to call out the coaches for being critical of the chinese government or and being supportive i believe the coaches were in support of those who were protesting they were saying you know personally i think that they're fighting for their right and the human rights that they all deserve um and he was uh, and our president decided to call those people out the coaches for supporting those humans for not being critical enough of china when they've been so critical of him in their own country and basically trying to strum nationalist tunes at them to make them feel bad for being in support of someone that is not America. And I was like, dude, how freaking desperate are you for support at this point? That you would call out people who would be in support of those looking for more human rights for a better state of living. Am I about That's to what get I fired? know about it. What's that? Am I about to get fired? Oh no, what's what's up? Oh, I, you started talking about the president, uh, which is something I've actively avoided talking about. Eh, and you start, I'll say like, something about him every once in a while. I'm not a huge fan. Yeah, uh, yeah if, you, if you don't want to, you don't have to that's fine but like we're, we're having the we're talking about the court things and i just and this is me just so i yeah. everyone listening knows that's my opinion on him i'm not a huge fan i would never say bad like anti-us things about the country because of him i just don't like him that much sure i mean we can get political it does not reflect also doesn't I, reflect the stance of everyone here at cmq so i don't know uh what everybody's political stance is and i really don't have one defined but i can tell you straight out i don't like the president so uh i mean I just keep it simple as that. I don't like them. Uh, the more people I talk to about it, because that's sometimes a sh- terrible conversation that are our age, the more I find out that there's just a pretty solid amount of disdain for the dude. Just as listen, just stop being such a terrible. You live in Los <laughs> Angeles. No offense, but like the only other Everyone place I can think. <laughs> I'm going to say like there's only one other city that hates the president more than uh, Los Angeles. And New that's York. Chicago. And New I York. just, yeah. I just avoid bringing it up because especially on the internet, it can turn a, like a fun situation to a bad, like oh, yeah. polarizing chat really quick. So I'm just like, I'm just not going to say anything until somebody else says something. Yeah. And then there's like a collective agreement. And then I kind of like, like be like, like or hate him. Like at least as long as there's a collective agreement, if they like him, I'm just not going to say anything. If they hate him, I'm going to say something. Right. Yeah. I'm in Canada. What are they well, going to do? I was, I was thrown off because it was a buddy who lives in the Midwest. Uh, we've been friends for a really long time. And I kind of assumed that that's the camp that he was in. And he was like, no, nope. Yeah. And I was like, okay, but like with my father and my mom, I don't talk yeah. about it because they vo- yeah. they really did believe in what he said he was going to do. And they it was more that they didn't like his opponent more than they didn't yeah. dislike him. So like it was a lesser of two evils for them. And right. so they're defending it because they voted for him. And I just go, all right, that's what you do. We don't talk about it. It's fine. Anyway, we've kind of gotten a little yeah, off topic. Before, yeah, um, before. Is there any is other normal. things you have to say 
you guys because I feel like we've kind of gotten how we all feel about there about it out there. Um, any closing thoughts on this specific topic? Uh, my um, opinion on this is not going to influence the output of this. Like, even if a group of people like uh, you know, yay or nay for this, uh, people are going to do what they do. I mean, that thing's going. <laughs> I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't like protesting of certain rights and whatnot in the country or across the world. There's been a lot of protesting that's been happening over the past year uh whether or not it's for uh antifa if it wasn't for uh, the uh you know global warming and whatnot it was oh sorry climate change specific uh, obviously for hong kong and there's plenty of others that you know are out of our scope of uh knowledge at the moment but I, I not to belittle my own thoughts on this it is something that i will have to simply watch and then act as best as I can. Uh, honestly, it's like taking a harsh stance over this is not. I'm a middle of the road kind of guy, which, you know, sucks as, you know, a, se a fence setter, but it's hard to take a, a solid political stance over them. Mm. It just seems like a, a fight that didn't need to happen, N not on this field specific. Mm -hmm. But that's my thought. Mm, well put. Nick? Um, no, I think, uh, I think I've said everything I wanted to say. Um, it's all i want people to also remember is that uh this is not the blizzard of ye old this is a different blizzard this is a blizzard that's been um um working with activision uh, that has in stakeholders in tencent um this is a, skit we did. this is a different blizzard uh it's, it's not the same ceo that the you know old guard uh you know wow players would remember so pay attention now read learn for me who have not been around and huge blizzard fan for very long here because i do enjoy wild classic and i play a little right. starcraft is that a good or a bad thing in general i think it's a bad thing i think activision has essentially is a parasite they've invaded and they've made more and more changes as time's gone on even though the decision was like yeah we you can still do what you want and activision as they do and as they've done with destiny and you can see and we can talk about that if anybody wants to they've just made it more about the money mm. um and things have changed and it's not the same blizzard okay. yeah and i've i've said all i wanted to say um i really do feel I, I really hope it gets resolved peacefully and i hope people find their you know best living situation at the end of all of this and that we can all learn something about ourselves and if i find a way that i can support them i probably will honestly because you know i'm an american at heart man we were the first thing we did was go hey we don't like being told what our tea is going to be taxed get out of here england and then we had a war and we won and so like i love when people can find their own freedom that as it's i feel right. like it's a core american value and i i will try my best to support those that try and seek that out for themselves as well but moving on to happier things some more in i guess not happier yeah. just a little more light funnier light-hearted yeah. kind of funnier things um i i didn't see this the out bandits i know <laughs> 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 um someone tried to burgle loot from uh, from what they're like on park avenue or something in new york from val they took like $42,000 worth of stuff, including Gabe Newell's minigun that he was on the cover of, uh, what was, was it, what magazine was Forbes. he on the cover with? Or Forbes. On Forbes? Forbes? He was on the cover of Forbes with this like really valuable minigun replica from a game, and they sold the games to GameStop for 336 Now, I'll let you two elaborate on this a little more because I didn't seek this out, but this seems just goofy as hell to me. <laughs> Would you like to? Um, take it away, Tyler. You're the one who listed this. I'm just still stunned that something like this could actually happened in this day and age so i'm gonna give you the fantasy setting of this imagine <laughs> 
suspicious person. Uh, troublesome criminal who uh, does not deserve to get named. Uh, well known for, uh, not well known, but a person who stole a FedEx truck previously in the same year and uh, apparently ha has multiple warrants to his arrest in different areas. Uh, decided to take a fucking portal gun and get himself into Valve so he could make the biggest bang for his buck. Uh, <laughs> so I, I believe the logic was uh, he managed to hide in a uh, like a, a nearby part of the same building restaurant or something like that, wait until they closed, snuck up a, a staircase or something like that that was out of service, and then broke into Valve that way. Uh, still in plain view of all the cameras and everything, but he uh, he was very crafty. He did not leave any sinks running after he uh, did his thing, so he wasn't <laughs> like a legitimate wet bandit, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, he apparently just <laughs> swooped in and took as many video games as he could find, took a bunch of laptops and uh, some Nintendo Switches and Steam machines, which, no offense, uh, Steve Valve was trying to like hand these things away like candy, so I'm not sure why. Yeah, so they were probably happy about that. They're like, oh, finally, we have more space now. Yeah, because it was in the space where they prep for like conventions and stuff, so it was just a bunch of random stuff that they bring to cons. I mean, on the that's they said 11th floor was where it happened, and that was where their storage was. So they would prep what they were going to bring to different conventions and leave a bunch. It just it was just a big storage area, a whole floor of storage. And so, can you imagine this guy waltzing into this room and sometime in the night, you know, like cue the 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 naughty music with a fucking rolling recycling bin, the kind he put on the edge of the the road. Somehow gets that into this building, fills it up with all this shit, steals the fucking Gabe Newell's uh, Gatling gun, which I don't even think is real, but I mean, if Alva's claiming 42,000, I hope it's real because no offense, Asus laptops are not worth that much. Uh, no. Not to mention their Steam thing. Uh, anyways, uh, no, there's a copy shit about. of a supposed game that like there's only one copy of or something that never got released in there too. That's uh, what I thought it was. I'm going to say, if, if, if it turned out to be like the rough draft of Half-Life 3, uh, Valve would probably be stating something along $2.2 uh, $2 billion worth of product has been stolen, including <laughs> the uh, the long lost eighth wonder of the world, Half-Life 3, uh, which uh, they did. That's what I thought it said. Uh, Polygon did uh, reach out to Valve at the confirmed that Half-Life 3 was not actually stolen in the burglary. Oh, okay. It, it, but yes. I, Go ahead. I was just going to say, I love the shade thrown by Polygon. Uh, even despite all of this at the end, it's like they still made the joke that Valve's probably never going to put out Half-Life. Life three by saying we reached out to ask about Half Life three, but you know they didn't. It wasn't stolen. Um, no. And in order to profit off of his nefarious schemes, he took the video games that he stole, something odd, uh, like forty three video games that he managed to steal, and took it to GameStop and uh, scored a very very high settlement of uh, three hundred and thirty six dollars. <laughs> That's impressive, honestly, for GameStop. That's a yeah, lot to Steal forty-two thousand. Mm, I can only give you twenty-five for that. <laughs> but, Literally, uh, I actually because I have PlayStation VR, which I really enjoy, and I was gonna bring it back because I wanted to swap it out for a Switch. Because you know, why can't I bring it back? It's been like two weeks. We don't play it that much. We played it a lot at first, like, but after about two weeks, we were like, maybe we could get more out of a Switch. So we were like, let's bring it back. It's two hundred and fifty bucks. We can just use it. Store credit. We'll just swap it out for that, you know. And they were like, oh, that's actually a system. So unless it's faulty, I was like, the PlayStation Four VR is a system. What game can I play with just the headset? Please tell me. And they were just like, no, it's just how it's categorized, so you can't trade it out. And I was just like, some of their policies are super goofy. So walking away. Yeah. 
away with $336 is no... Yeah, I'm going to say, who's being robbed here at this point? I know. (laughs) (laughs) The question is, did did, did, uh, they get reimbursed and get their games back? Uh, Or do you think they just left it? Honestly, I don't think uh, Valve would have cared nearly as much as the minigum. I imagine Gabe Newell, like, trench coat made out of, like, $100 bills and lined with, like, 0.1% of his million knife collection going out for the hunt tonight we hunt and like he like smells the the barrel oil as it drips away from his office in this fucking recycling tin and yeah uh, this guy does get caught eventually uh, apparently he uh hacked it into with something called a geoprism which i have no idea that is geoprism oh I... geoprism yeah it's a little car okay just continued so... in the 90s <laughs> maybe this is the wet bandit like maybe this is the one that didn't Honestly, make the cut I do think all of this was a front for him trying to get Half-Life 3. I think this was just a fan who was desperate and couldn't stand it anymore. He's like, I need to fucking know. I need to, I need to fucking know. Is this Half-Life 3 going to be out? Is it in work? Is it in progress? Is it being developed? And I think that's what happened. I think he's like, I'm going to do this whole thing, make this whole story. I'm going to pretend to steal all of these things. But really, I planted a bug and I'm hacking the systems as we speak. But why the giant recycling vent then? Why not just go like, you don't have, that is fifth level chess shit. The Gatling gun worth you know thousands of dollars i must take that too to keep you know that's my true goal also my 50 because Ace's laptop yeah because we're focused on the recycling bin we're focused on gabe newell's gatling gun meanwhile his program's running at valve and it's figuring out and finding the you know the source code for half-life 3 he's played he's been playing us this whole time wow yeah all right oh big brain god. valve turns this into a video game level somewhere oh my god <laughs> that would be amazing like a, a collaboration with uh io to make a hitman uh, level where they have to break into the Valve offices and take out Steal some man. Yeah, the guy who's working on Half-Life 3. Like this, this phantom. Anyways, oh uh, my gosh. this guy was caught uh, in his sweet 90s car. Uh, char- charges were filed on September 25th, you know, a few weeks ago. And uh, the hearing supposedly would have already happened. Uh, I have no idea what the results of that is. Uh, however, this guy has six active warrants on him right now. And uh, he's been known for running. So so, they call him a bench sitter. So he's he's just constantly skipping on his court date. Mm, and I, he skipped on this one, right? They don't know where he is. I have no idea. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, interesting situation. I think it would have been funnier if Gabe Newell was there because, you know, there would have been a fight for his <laughs> life. Oh, yeah. Should he miss tomorrow's hearing on October 10th? So this was a few days ago. So he missed the first hearing, it looks like. I, I, I still imagine fucking Gabe Newell in, uh, like, in the dark. There's no lights on when this guy breaks in. And like... Out of the shadows, maybe the glint of the moonlight, and, like his fedora shines in the darkness, and he like, pulls out two Drax knives, and he's like, "Oh man, what should I do?" And, he's like, <laughs> and the web bandit's like, "What the fuck?" Uh, nani? Nani? <laughs> so I wanna. As we close this off, I want to reiterate that I do think this was all a ploy to steal Half-Life 3 because in the article by Polygon, a Seattle police officer made a comment, and this is verbatim. If you tell me this has something to do with the guy stealing the only known copy of Half-Life 3, I'm going to cry. <laughs> this was a Seattle police officer. Half-Life has such a wide reach that it's been so long that people just don't talk about it because they forgot it exists. These are all gamers that have just been dormant for so long and they're just it's waiting. They're hungry the for Half-Life life three they don't care about anything else it's it's the air they breathe it's in their blood they just want 
the next it's part to Half-Life. When did Half-Life 2 come out? Like 2003? I don't know. I think I was in elementary school when it first came out. Uh, 2004. Wow. Okay, okay. Not elementary school, but shit. But it's still Actually, been 15 years. It has been 15 years. That's a Actually, long time for a sequel. It's oh, like Dumb okay. and Dumber-er. 2004. Blank. I would have been 13. Well, yeah. Pretty soon that's going to be like the new Avatar movie. It's like, like grade wing. 7, grade 8. Yeah. Okay. So, so middle I was, school. I don't know uh, what that is. In, I was 17. Middle school. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, that ended on, I, I'm glad we were able to move on to that because that, that made, <laughs> that put like a definite, like a chuckle in my heart. Made me happy to hear that somebody was doing something so unbelievably dumb. Um, <laughs> but also just like the side joke of not getting a lot of money from GameStop makes me happy as well. <laughs> <laughs> but now we're on to end, as per usual, to game releases. Are there any games on this list that are particularly uh, awesome to you guys that you want to take? And then we can just kind of go through the other ones a little less in depth. Let's see. I am looking at this list of games that are coming out. And unfortunately, like, I only recognize, like, super recognized. Ooh, and uh, well, only, I mean, we... there's only three for me. So, okay. Mm. Um, should I just take it from the top then? Oh, yeah, sure, man. Take, sure. take yeah. it away. Nick. I will. D- um, the dance with you my friend we'll see what happens here <laughs> so the first few games are coming out starting october 15th so the first game on the list is children of morta um that's coming out for the ps4 xbox one and the nintendo switch yep uh, uh, out on steam huh. I, I believe it is a um it's like an action rpg um art style looks really cool kind of like 16 32 bit um then we've got the ninja saviors return of the warriors october 15th ps4 and nintendo switch this is an old 90s arcade like side scrolling beat em up kind of game Um, i'd hope so with that name jeez that's cool yeah Uh, it's got one of those names um next one is overwatch october 15th on the nintendo switch uh so, i've never heard of overwatch um yeah. this is gonna be interesting Liberation to see how it impacts coming out on nintendo switch <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to see how this impacts she's got, um, just got her on the front she's just got a sign that says <laughs> um how this impacts uh just the the game state of the game in general um mm-hmm. then we've got the witcher 3 wild hunt complete edition also on the 15th coming out on the switch and i'm excited for this because i want to wait for the reviews to see how the performance is going to be because this is a massive game that's coming out on such a tiny little cartridge and when i don't think anybody who's of the right mind and reasonable is expecting like amazing graphics quality but just how like graphics like how it's going to perform overall um because that'll really i think take forward the opportunities that the uh, switch has and nintendo has for porting over or getting developers interested in their you know on the switch lay like going forward yeah absolutely i mean like you said that's uh, the complete edition no less that is a huge ass huge, game how yeah like how the, do they expect to i mean do you think, I think they're gonna the have to download file part on of my it? playstation was like 40 or 50 gigs like from what i understood from e3 the whole thing's just on the thing on the on the little cart so it's not going to use magic. any like high-res texture packs nothing so that's what i'm saying like anybody who's reasonable is not expecting good graphics yeah um, but True. that's why i said specifically i'm waiting for the performance because that's i think a little bit more important to see because then they test it out to see how they can fit all these amazing because breath of the wild had a bit of performance issues here and there but i would say that was maybe a good half to maybe two-thirds the size of the witcher world or like the extent right and it's just a different art style because the art style of breath of the wild speaking from a programming point of view Less is a lot lighter on memory yeah, yeah. I, it, well, it, the, like the witcher it, 3 is that's a beloved game so i'm glad it's getting brought if anything still just getting brought to a new audience is really cool like my question is are you paying for the game or the cartridge at that point because i mean if <laughs> cartridge can hold that much this day and 
age, it feels like that, that'd be pretty pricey. I guess unless you buy it in bulk or something, you make a deal with the... Yeah, so it's, it's going to be interesting. And um, I think the technology might be there. The Witcher 3 is an old game. Uh, well, technically old by like engine, like whatever. It came out in 2015. So it might just be possible. So we'll see. Um, the next one on this list starting October uh, on... It comes out on the 16th of October on the Switch. And this is Little Town Hero. Does mm-hmm. that ring a bell with anybody you damn right i feel does. like we talked about it uh, oh, yeah. a few days um, ago like last week uh, maybe a couple of uh, ep- episodes ago or like a while back maybe the start of the season but little town hero is game freaks other project that we know very little about yeah we had known it originally as town but then it became little town hero and then after i believe uh the last nintendo direct uh toby fox the person who created undertale came out and said hey i'm actually uh making music for this and I, yeah yep uh so next does this seem yeah. like uh, your territory or no? Um, no, because I want to spend as much time doing schoolwork now because the moment Sword and Shield drops, I'm turning into a Pokemon streamer. Um, so yeah, um, not yet. Um, next on the list is Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes, the complete edition coming out October 17th on PS4 and PC. There's a lot of games actually this week. Yeah. It's been a while since we've had these many games. Oh, yeah. um, Travis Strikes Again is a um, an action adventure hack and slash, kind of like top down weird like camera angles but it's a top-down um hack and slash game um that came out earlier this year uh and this is i believe the um either the platform the console release or this is the north american release well uh this is the no more heroes uh which is the sequel to travis strikes again i've uh which did come out initially for the uh playstation 4 and for uh pc uh, okay it does look like this is the nintendo switch version of this coming out which is kind of weird because i'm pretty sure travis strikes again the original game started off on the nintendo switch i could be wrong on that but hmm. oh okay. i'm sorry the original game is called No More Heroes, which did come out for the Wii, but it did eventually come out to pretty much anything else. So it wasn't anything exclusive. Um, all right. So the next one is a Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth Complete Edition, October 16th, PC and Nintendo Switch. This was originally a PS4 exclusive title that came out in 2015. And now it's getting ported over to the Switch and PC. Um, it's an it's an RPG uh, based in the Digimon world. Um, yeah, I honestly, without I don't mean to piss off people, but I don't really care. <laughs> so, if anybody uh, has any more information about this, because it's Digimon and you know, I don't know, man. Next to po- next to Pokemon, Digimon is like if you had to choose a real world to live in, that'd be pretty cool. I really don't want to upset people, but I really don't care. That's I mean, fair. your your alter ego Nick is probably gonna be upset with that statement because he. He loves Digimon with a passion. That's fine. And, you know, I, I hope you enjoy the things you enjoy. I just don't enjoy that thing. That's fair. That's fair. Someday I, on my show, I'll bring my OG. I have my <laughs> Digivice from 1996 still. Okay. Um, And it oh. still works. Not even kidding you. I still wish anyway, I had mine. We could plug in and play. <laughs> dodge, dodge, dodge. <laughs> uh, next, game yep. is sh- next game on the list is Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighbor- uh, Neighborville. October 18th, PS4, Xbox. Xbox One and PC, and this is a third-person shooter. Um, a, third, a what? Uh, it, it's zombie, a third-person shooter. What the? Not a top-down like weird shoot towers at enemies that come and horde. No, it, it's it, it's a third-person shooter acting as a sequel to Plants vs Zombies: Garden Warfare Two. Um, yeah, it, it's published by EA, uh, same developer, Popcap Games. Um, this is uh, interesting to say the, the least. 
titty fucking shit is this? It's like making a, a sequel to Monopoly, and it's like you give Mr. Monopoly a fucking M14 and say, We're in war now. We're claiming territories in different ways. A third person. Okay. Yes. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, um, this I is didn't sense. realize That's how the far window. Um, next one is Return of the Obra Dint, October mm -hmm. 18th, PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch. Um, this is a game. It is a puzzle based video game. Uh, came out last year. Um, yes, uh, it got pretty good reviews. Uh, have you actually like played it or looked into it? Next? Uh, no, because it looks like art style looks very interesting. It got its PC release last year and now it's coming to consoles. Um, I imagine pick a, it up. Uh, you're a, uh, I don't know what the actual term is, but you work for an insurance company and you're trying to figure out uh, who should get what for insurance in a, in a claim, an appraisal okay. person. Mm -hmm. And so like this ghost ship just kind of shows up on shore and you as the insurance uh, appraisal guy has to show up and see that everybody's dead for some reason so you got to figure out what happened and who deserves insurance or whatnot so it's a murder mystery as you look at clues okay. on this fucking dead ship situation it's so like in that the story sense that's comical but everything else is also horrific and then you, you okay. kind of like take the clues and piece together to figure out how did each person die like what the fuck happened on the overdone huh right. sounds cool um last game on this list is there. ring fit adventure october 18th nintendo switch um so i don't believe we've talked about the ring fit uh when it was announced in one of the last few directs uh nintendo directs but it's basically like an attachment for your joy con um and it comes it's like think of it like a steering a steering wheel that but you can like stretch it and bend it and this game is meant to act like it's a it's an exercise game oh okay so you load it up it's like the we fit remote uh, the we fit thing except you've got this ring and you do like lunges and squats but then you also have to do the thing and then you, it also like gamifies exercise so there's like an rpg element to it oh the fucking tagline is it's got me man explore a fantasy adventure world to defeat a bodybuilding dragon and his minions using real life exercises it's like okay. that's the kind of shit that would make me buy like 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 an exercise game because that's silly but cool. But, but cool like it's like zombies like run did you ever play zombies run is it the the app on the phones it's the running app where like you hear zombies and you're like a yeah. runner between settlements and yeah. it's all like a story and you hear things and you can set the length yeah like that sort of thing i thought that was really cool great. i don't like yeah. running but i thought that was either. really cool too but yeah. i ran because <laughs> of that app i did a few <laughs> times i ran with it and i was like yeah one time it was raining and i like i was being chased by zombies because you could set the the speed of the zombies based on movies so the slowest was like the walking dead and then it went all the way up to like uh 30 days later and uh, uh so like they were either like basically walking or sprinting based on your comfortability level but you could hear them and it was based it made it sound like they were closer they were closer and i was like ah they turned a corner and like fell into a puddle <laughs> i just kept scrambling I've, i'm sure someone driving by thought i looked like a crazy person but i got a good run in you know like nice. it was awesome so things like that get me that's good stuff <laughs> <laughs> we broke Tyler. <laughs> All right, so that's it for game releases. Um, yeah, quite an extensive list, and we had uh, plenty to share. Um, Tyler, you listed these, and I agree with them. These are the only noteworthy games on the list, and they are would all noteworthy. Like, yeah, would you like to uh, tell us about these games that you've listed here? Yeah, for sure. Uh, the only problem is, uh, for some reason, I wrote as uh, October twelfth when it's really the fourteenth. But don't worry, I had that. I was corrected. gonna say something about that. Nope, it's a 
okay. These games are uh, for uh, October 14th, the day that this podcast comes out. So uh, we got three games in the list for this one. Uh, the first one is Borderlands, the pre-sequel, which, you know, with Borderlands, you know, just coming out, I figured I'd give a shout out to them. Happy birthday. They are now five years old when they came out for the PC, PS3, and, or, yeah, and Xbox 360. Uh, the next one in on the list is the game known as The Evil Within, which is a uh, popular horror game that came out for the PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, and PC, also in 2004. So, same day. Happy birthday. 2014. Birthday you. Yes, you're right. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lastly, and this one actually has super importance to me enough that I changed the text color on it. In 2008, so 11 years ago, to this podcast day, for the Xbox 360, and the PS3. The game by Visceral Games known as Dead Space was released. There was a huge phenomenon that came out with this. There was a animated webcomic series. There was lore being sent out left and right before this game even came out. They worked hard to hype the shit out of this game and Nick and I, Nick in the chat, my other best friend Nick, uh, we both jumped in on this. Like, we swam into, I'm sorry. <laughs> we played Dead Space 3 together, I swear. Uh, this game came out and initially neither of us you know we wouldn't touch it you know we were in uh sophomore sophomore junior summer i believe or no it would have been the beginning of like uh junior summer i don't remember whatever anyways my point is neither of us really cared for horror games me specifically i was terrified of horror games and so him and i kind of looked at each other and said do we want to make this you know my first big break to, for you know playing a horror game and i told him if this game scores an eight or higher on you know whatever bullshit website we choose to look at we'll get it. and we look it up and it said 8.5 and you know we looked at each other and we said we're fucking getting it and so we got the game we started playing together and holy shit was it the best time to play that game like i fell in love with it even being terrified and that is one of the few games i actually enjoyed it so much i played it through like three times to get the platinum and nick did too and i still remember one little particular story i thought was funny and i don't know if uh he know but i'm gonna tell there was a time where in order to get his little sister like his little sister wanted to ride somewhere with with her friend or whatnot maybe to go see a movie or something like that and nick and i who were glued to this game said if you can do the prologue of this without you know giving up we'll take and so she agreed and he went off to use the restroom to get ready and so she's she's like i, I don't know if i could do this tyler you know it's a scary ass game and i look at her dead in the eyes was like give me the controller hold the controller i'm gonna put my hands under a blanket and we're gonna make it look like it's a dark room so you know she looks hold the controller no one knows the difference i played the fucking prologue for her so she could get a ride from there and uh -huh. it, like she was completely convincing and it was great uh sorry nick i didn't mean to betray you <laughs> um yeah that's a good story sorry yeah, i like that I, that's, story. that's really it's really sweet story, i like man. yeah i like ending on that that's just like a little bit of camaraderie and you know yeah. like love that you built for you you know you and your friend and even like uh, you know a good story for 11 years later that came from a game gaming culture is great that's awesome i mean this game uh is what caused me to enjoy playing horror games on time like i i think i was like eight or nine i played uh the first resident evil like the first three minutes of it the moment the zombie came at me and i realized i had tank nope. controls i noped the fuck out i panicked by popping like i tried hitting the button on the playstation which opened it versus shutting it off and so the the zombie kept coming towards me I, even after i thought i ended the game <laughs> because the game still had that scene loaded 
time. And so I had to watch in horror as my character got fucking chewed apart and it scarred me for life. Fun fact, that was actually at my, uh, when I was hanging out with Brandon, living at the house that we like, we end up somehow moving into the house as adults and my wife and I and Brandon into the same house he lived as a kid because it got rented out to us. And so up there, you know, it was fucking tragic actually because it's like, <laughs> hey, that's where I got scarred from life from Resident Evil. Cool. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. But yeah, that, oh. that's a great place to end the show, yeah? You think? Yes. Unless Hell we yeah, anything sure. else? Hell yeah, let's wrap this bad boy up. Woohoo! Yeah, so where can we find you uh, guys on uh, social, Tyler? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at two times Tyler. All letters, one word. Two times Tyler. Also, that's where you can find me if you want to talk about playing Super Mario or not. <laughs> it came around. Yeah! yeah. Big good, fan of Good shirt. recall, man. Like a yeah. comedian. And Nick? Um, you can find me on Twitter and Twitter. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram. Instagram and Twitch are LR11. On Twitter, I'm LR the 11th, uh, all spelled out. So LR T H E 11th, spell 11th. If you can't, Google. come on. Yeah. <laughs> if not, just uh, go to uh, at Master Quest Pod and they'll have all of them listed, including Glenn. Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitch at Raiseth, R A E Z E T H, uh, and through our sister podcast, Ready to Roll ready the number two role as in role play and on twitter at glenn houston looks like huston um and for all of this awesome content uh if you would like to listen to the podcast uh you can find us rocking away in a motorcycle which is really apparently a just a motorcycle decided to go by and literally set off three car alarms that are now going off um that oh, was wow. a crazy motorcycle but yeah you can find uh all of our stuff for casual master quest at twitter on twitter at master quest pod um e- uh, an email if you'd like to reach out to us is casualmasterquest at gmail.com and you can find us on facebook and the podcast can be found along with our DD podcast which has recently started um anywhere podcasts can be found so uh thanks for joining us uh i am glenn we did and just say the DD podcast thing yes casual- okay cool and nick wanted to say oh something. yeah okay you know i was oh. just gonna yeah i just wanted to confirm that too yeah uh, <laughs> and so, uh, right. so used to it <laughs> Yeah. Oh, also um, Discord. Don't forget, you can be a part of our amazing Discord community. We do giveaways sometimes, but also it's a great way to connect us yeah. if you have questions it, or anything. If you're on Twitch uh, right now, you can do uh, exclamation point uh, Discord and it'll give you the link sending you straight to it. also want to give a uh, final shout out to plug into the uh, the podcast that I made a guest appearance for, for D&D, which is Death Saving Bros, where uh, Paul Camper and the team, you know, we had a fucking good time. I really enjoyed it. And it was a two-part episode. The first one came out this week and I I think you guys should give them a listen. Anybody else have anything else? We good? Yeah. Amazing. That was a fun episode. Uh, thanks for joining us. And don't forget to never stop the grind. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Kazoo makes a return. Amazing. Bye, guys. Bye. I'll miss you. Oh, my God. <laughs> The intro to the podcast, titled Casual Master Quest, was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent Revelry's Music. You can find more of their work at soundcloud.com forward slash Revelry's Music, or just click on the link in the show descriptions. The background music is the album Top 50 Best Classical Piano Music by Brilliant Classics. You can find out more about Creative Commons at www.creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash buy forward slash 4.0.